You're listening to Person Al Battles. I am your host, Al. Podcast all about the human spirit, those mental health battles that we face, how we overcome them, and how we keep pushing forward. In a world full of darkness, let's spread some light. Highs and lows. This week's high was I set myself a challenge this year to run a thousand miles. Now, to keep myself accountable, I posted this on my Instagram page, Personal Best. A lot of other runners saw this and thought, that's a really good target. Can I join? Well, yeah. So I've created a little league and where loads of other runners have joined and we can see our progress and we can comment and support each other and it became really popular. And then that snowballed and more runners wanted to join. So it's really good. I've got three leagues going now and yeah, I'm supporting so many runners and it's becoming quite a quite a cool little thing that's suddenly developed there. Everyone wants to be uh, in my gang. In my gang? Oh, wait, wait can't say that. Uh, everyone wants to be in my group. And it's starting a year off making me feel uh, quite proud that I've started something that everyone wants to be a part of. I don't know why they look up to me. Maybe it's because I'm six foot eight and everyone has to. This week's lows. You know, I'm not going to do it. I would have done that in the past, where a low wouldn't come necessarily straight to mind, so I'd go searching for it. Why Why am I sad this week? What really upset me? And I think that's just a toxic way to think, isn't it? I'm feeling alright at the moment. Let's rectify that and go back and find something that really annoyed me and focus on that. So if nothing comes to mind, my low this week is, I can't think of anything and I'm not going to try. The Little Things. This is a new feature this week where I'm not going to talk to a swan. Instead, I'm going to focus on the little things. You know, those little things that, you know, make you happy. To appreciate the moment that we're in currently. I find that when I'm outside, surrounded by nature, I'm normally at my calmest and I can take, take great joy in a sunrise or a glimpse of a wild animal. That, to me, is special and keeps me in the now. So I'm not worried about the past. I'm not getting anxious about the future. I'm just in that moment appreciating what's around me. Not too far from my house is a small river and I've seen a kingfisher there. Now that is a beautiful bird. I love bird watching. I know loads of birds. So I've always wanted to get a picture of a kingfisher. But damn those things are fast. I end up just getting a blue blur. But it always keeps me in the moment when I walk past that river, that my camera's ready to go. I'm looking for anything blue, a blue bag, a blue bit of rubbish, anything. Is that the kingfisher? And if I don't see it that day, it doesn't matter. It was part of a, an activity that could bring some joy and even the hunt's quite fun. Can I find that little kingfisher? Is he going to taunt me and sit in the branch right in front of me and wait until I got my phone out, then flew away? He did that. So, yeah. It's just appreciating those small moments. Appreciate the little things. We can easily get caught up in the big stuff, the stuff that really stresses us out. So at times I find focus on the small things and just be in the moment. There'll be no battle guest on this week's show. Hopefully next week I'll have one lined up for the show for you. 
when it comes to battle guests, I don't like being too forward asking all the time if people can get on the show because I know they'll just say yes as a doing me a favour, but they also giving up their own time to be on the show, so I, I can appreciate that. So at times you might be just left with me, and this is one of those moments. So today you're going to have a personal story instead. How about that? A personal story. Let me tell you a story. A story regarding my friend Andy. I've played guitar for, for years, since since I was about 11 or 12. I've been in a few bands too. And then I started getting into guitar teaching. And um, put an advert out there for guitar tuition. And somebody replied. Uh, one day car pulled about outside my house and this guy got out and already he was jumping up and down really excited his guitar in hand and that was Andy we quickly became friends and I realized this guy cannot be serious for a second I'm trying to teach him songs chord progressions and he's just so excited uh, can't stay serious for a moment and it was just his excitement was just filled the room, you know. I got him in a band, which I was playing at the time. And even again, during in, when he was in the band, when we stopped between songs, he'd still be dancing. When we started playing the next song, his guitar part never happened. And I turned around and he's he's still dancing. <laughs> One of his uh, particular favourites that he, he asked me to play, so I, I played it in the band, was, uh, was Gay Bar. He loved that song. <laughs> and then again, I turned around and Andy was just dancing around to gay bar. He then proposed to his uh, his girlfriend at the time, Karen. And he came to me with a project. That project was to write the song that Karen would walk down the aisle to. And he said to me, her favourite artist was Adele and it was this song in particular that he wanted to play for her. So what an honour it would be to write the song that the bride would walk down the aisle to. I mean just amazing faith this couple had in me even though I'd never done anything like this before and they had more faith in me than I had in me. But yes there was pressure but I knew under these circumstances, there was no way I was going to let these two down. I was going to give it my absolute best. So I started composing the song, breaking it down and putting my own little twist in, into it. But trying to make it, trying to make it as, as beautiful as I can for the moment. I wanted Andy to do all the guitar parts, so I worked out everything I wanted him to play. And I even put a little, little guitar solo as well, because I thought that would be a great... I was going to play keyboard and Andy's going to play all the guitar parts. And so I, f I uh, sourced a local um, music studio. We went there again. Really difficult keeping Andy uh, focused as he just wanted to bounce around and pretend he was uh, Axel Rose or Slash and he was just, just so happy. Um, I later found out from Karen it was one of that he was took great pride working on that piece with me. Even though he never really said it, um, he just loved working with me. It was amazing to hear that how much he looked up to me. 
Yeah. So on their wedding day, their song played and everyone loved it. And it was, for me, perfect. And, and just, I'm, I was so happy everything went went well. But put life, sometimes doesn't go well, does it? Sometimes life's not kind. They had, they had a small child, Nathan, together. And even when Nathan was really young, and he found a lump in his throat. He, uh, it was diagnosed cancer. Um, and even he, I remember at the time he set up a YouTube channel documenting his journey. And even on that, he was just happy, bouncing up and down and always trying to tell a joke and always trying to make everybody else happy. But we got to a point where we realized it was getting terminal. Um, and then this COVID happened. And the reason why that's important for the story is because I couldn't attend Andy's funeral when he passed. Um, I could go to the car park next to the crematorium and watch the service from there. Um, I was the first one there, watched the hearse come past, um, and then sat in my car, you know, like a hundred meters from Andy, and just watched the live stream on my tablet in the car. That was, wow, that was a moment. Um, just a man on his own in a car park, crying his eyes out, in his suit, watching a tablet. Saying goodbye to his friend who's, for COVID reasons, I couldn't attend. So it was obviously just family and a few friends could be in, in the room. And Andy was so popular, everyone loved him. It was lovely as well. I, I wasn't expecting it, but the, in the service, my name was mentioned. Of, again, how much I was ad admired by Andy. He never really said that at the time when he was here because, I don't know, maybe it's one of those things where friends don't share their feelings regarding each other, their real love for each other. We don't often say that, do we? Especially between men. So I never really knew how much of an impact I had on Andy's life. But I remember that funeral because... I wrote this I wrote this song for such a happy time never did I feel that the next time I heard that song would be under these conditions where I'm standing in a crematorium car park on a tablet and here comes our song again with me playing on piano and Andy playing the guitar parts as his coffin goes away and the curtains close. A while later, Karen, his widow, organized 
another little meet when COVID was over, that we could have a proper goodbye to Andy. And uh, yeah, obviously I am definitely going to be there this time. And when I went to the room, I didn't really know anybody else. I didn't really know any of Andy's family or, or friends. Strange thing is, a lot of people knew who I was. You're the guitar man. Uh, yeah. And then family would come over and go, Andy loved you. You made such an impact on him. And again, I was like, really? Wow. Um, I stopped playing guitar for, for, for my reasons. And they were ordering me <laughs> to, to play again, to pick it up. Because I inspired Andy and I'm very good at inspiring people. And I should keep on playing. Andy would want that. And then just hearing that from 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 Andy's family was was really was really amazing. Um, what a moment! I sat on a table with strangers as a slideshow was put together of you know Andy's through the life of Andy and him you know his his laugh and him never being serious right up to the right up to the end. Um, I, I went to this wake with with my daughter Megan, who uh, must be about ten at the time, and all of a sudden I heard the opening bars of our song again. And you know when you just get that lump in your throat, I just know I'm just going to cry in front of all these strangers. And honestly, I don't care. This is a little moment for for me and Andy. This was us. Um, so yeah, slideshow came on and I was just crying my eyes out. I looked over at Karen and she was holding herself a lot better than I was. And then afterwards she came over and, and consoled me. Um, and then said, Megan, are you all right? And I turned over and, and Megan was crying. And when Karen asked why Megan was crying, she didn't know. She was just crying because her, her dad was crying. Bless her. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was Andy, and that was that was song we worked on together. Um, towards the end, I never got a chance to really say goodbye to him. I didn't want to get in the way. I, I again, I was overthinking too much, and I get I still regret this to this day that I never had that last uh, goodbye with him. So it kind of makes me look forward and go, no, you you push yourself out of your comfort zone, Al. You know what I mean? Be there for people. You never know what's around the corner. Um, and Andy was that person um, I mentioned last week when people were saying, oh, keep fighting. You've got this, blah, blah, blah. And for Andy to suddenly start getting, yeah, let's just say angry at those messages because... There were just words, and it wasn't going to get better for him. And he knew uh, the unfortunate hand had been dealt, and no words were going to change that. And uh, I can really see, see from his point of view that if you've got nothing to say, sometimes it's best just to say nothing. Otherwise, it's just shallow, empty words, and I'll be there for you, and things like that. Say it if you, if only if you mean it. But when it comes to friendships and especially between us guys, 
you know, what's wrong with putting your arm around somebody and just telling them you love them? Andy and I had worked on this project for the happiest day in his life. And now, the next time I heard this song would be when the curtain went down on his coffin. Never did I think when I was putting this song together that situation would happen. Thanks to Karen, um, she's managed to find me a copy of this song. So instead of my usual outro to the podcast, I think it's only right that Andy plays this out. He was always nervous about performing. I think he only really performed in the house for Karen. And as I say, kind of looked up to me and how I found it quite easy playing on stage in he got great admiration for me for that, and but never really said anything to me. So I think it's apt that this time Andy does have an audience and he will play us out. I may not listen to it because it's uh, how a song can take you to a, a place in a moment. And now that song takes me um, to a car park and moments that are really tough. But yeah. That was this week's episode story, and that was uh, my friend Andy. Also, I just want to say as well that during the um, service at the crematorium, Karen um, stuck to her words as well. Andy had requested a song also to be played, and it was Gay Bar. <laughs> so that was quite uh, surreal. So through a few tears... We all started uh, laughing as well when we heard the opening bars to, to Gay Bar at Andy's funeral. So what do I learn from my personal story about Andy? Well, Andy never really said to me how much I inspired him and how much he looked up to me. But that goes two ways. I never really said that back to him either about how much he could walk into a room and everyone's face lit up because he was there. He could be the centre of attention, the joker, the prankster. But he'd always give a smile and he'd always get a laugh. I would enter a room and just be painfully shy. But then our roles were reversed when we went on stage. I could play guitar, I could perform, and that was where I'd feel comfortable. And he never really got his chance to perform, only really in the house. But music was a passion for of his as well as mine. We met through music, through guitar, through guitar bands. We went to see the Foo Fighters and Pippi Clyro at Milton Keynes. And it was moments like that I'll never forget. I remember in the good times. When it comes to mental health, I'm all for people talking openly and honestly. But it shouldn't just be about how we feel. It should be about how we feel about others as well. Let friends and family know how much they mean to you. How much you love them. They could be having a hard time and be hiding it, but you telling them how much you love them could mean the world to them. Just let them know. You never know when your last moment together is. I know that can be quite difficult for a lot of people, regarding relationships and friendships and telling people how you really feel about them. I get that. It can be tough. But think of the alternative of them never knowing. What's the worst that's going to happen? Move on from that old generation. Move on from not talking to friends about how you really feel about them. 
let them know. Guy to guy, two straight guys, send a kiss at the end of a message. I do. Hugs, love you, man. When you see them in the street, cuddles. I don't care. I don't care what everybody else thinks. Because I've lost someone close. And I wish I had that moment again. Find your friend. Give them a hug. And tell them how much you appreciate them. Do it for me and Andy. Be kind corner. Visit a friend. Listen to them. Don't be too focused on turning the story back to you. Let them talk. Be a good listener as well as a good friend. Sometimes for them, just saying something aloud can lift a weight off their shoulders. Just be there for them. If you have a story to tell and want to share it on Personal Battles, drop me a message. If you'd rather stay anonymous, that's fine. And if you want your story read out by myself, that's great too. You don't have to be a battle guest to be on this show to have an impact on someone. Having your story read out could be just as powerful. Also, if you have any anecdotes that work for you when there's a personal battle going on around you, let me know. That could work for others. Let's get more people talking about mental health, and that starts with us. If we are open, honest, and share our stories, that could prevent someone else's story from ending. Smile in your heart. Another new feature on this episode is smile in your heart. And it's a way of just keeping the happiness and smiling going. Of things that I do that people find either funny or possibly even annoying. This week, it's my bear with me. Whenever I hear anyone saying bear with me, I always bear. Her. Two hands up, do a little bear face and go her. And then the other person hasn't got a clue what you're doing. And you can say back, why didn't you bear with me? Her. Um, and I even do that with Satnav as well. The Satnav will be saying, bear left. So I look left and go, her. Yeah, so you can see how annoying I could be. But every time I hear anyone say, bear with me, uh, be it a girl behind a counter serving me or anywhere, I'll instantly have to do a bear impression. Why not try it yourself? Next time you hear somebody say, bear with me, Bear with them. You never know, it might make you smile, it might make them smile. What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, just bear with me. Grrr. All that's left for me to say is I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, bear with me. Grrr. Who bared? Nice one. Hug your friends. Live in the moment. You are going to smash it. I'm Al. You can find me on social media. Search person underscore Al underscore best. This was Personal Battles. Drop me a message on Personal Battles for your stories and anecdotes on person underscore Al underscore battles on Facebook or Instagram. Keep some laughter in your heart and stay with us. Until next time. Play us out, Andy. It's goodbye from Al. <laughs>